You ever been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it? Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast, pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. Um, let's talk about uh, Alpha Homa. Uh, if you're, if you're not familiar, uh, there's a war going on on the Navy internet right now between, uh, an MA1 and the Master Arms meme page. Um, I don't remember if that's the exact title of the meme page, but it's a Master at Arms meme page. Um, it, first of all, I want to disclaim this a little bit. So this is a real person, the, the MA1. I mean, there's real people behind the meme page too. We just don't know who they are. Um, at least I don't. Um, but MA1 Homa is her name. Um, I just want to like preface this whole thing with, I don't know this person at all. I only know a little bit about an, uh, an exchange on the internet. Um, and so I want to be really clear that like I'm using this as an interesting case study because it's viral on the internet right now and I'm watching the way people are reacting to it and talking about it and the way that the meme page and the MA1 are going back and forth. Um, and I've only seen like what everyone else has seen on the meme page, like the screenshots on the meme page pretty much. And then uh, I think I, I might have been sent something else. I can't remember, but um I just want to preface this with like, I'm going to talk about some, like the, what the MA1 did as a position and not a person. And then what the meme page is doing as a position and not a person or people, because I don't know who they are. And this MA1, it's like, I don't know her well enough to make any kind of character judgment or leadership ability judgment. I'm only going to talk about what I actually saw said and um, the implications of that. And that may continue on into like a, um, a general discussion on leadership and where I'm making assumptions about a general concept and not this person. So MA1, if you're listening, this isn't an attack on you at all. I don't know you. I only am perceiving just a tiny little bit through some screenshots that some people posted on the internet. So it's like, I'm talking about it because it's relevant right now. It's all over the internet. And uh, I think it's an interesting case study. I think there's things to be learned um, from actually examining it instead of um, kind of jumping on one side of it and deciding like one person's right, one person's wrong, which seems to be uh, everybody's default nowadays, which is extremely frustrating. Um, so if you're not aware, um, basically the way that I understand it based on what I processed okay, again, exclusively from what I've seen on the internet via these meme pages and, uh, screenshots and stuff like that is, uh, an MA one, um, posted kind of bragging, um, about correcting sailors at the exchange or, or on base or wherever she happens to encounter them when, uh, they're out of uniform. 
now um what well before i get in any analysis so then somehow i'm assuming like a, a ma friend uh that she has on facebook screenshotted them and sent them to this master arms meme page because they didn't like it um or like somebody that maybe her th her profile's public i haven't actually looked um and like maybe somebody that she actually corrected uh went to her page and screenshotted them i'm not sure but somebody sent screenshots of them to this master arms meme page and then the meme page did what the meme page does and went in, right? Just went in on her, uh, attacking her, um, at, like as if she's a bad person because, um, not just because she was correcting sailors in the manner that she was, but also because she was bragging about it in the way that she was uh, on Facebook and stuff. So they kind of went in on her for that. Um, not kind of, I mean, they, they are going pretty hard in the paint. Uh, so, the and that's the th that's like it's gone like super navy viral for whatever reason um and i th i mean i think the reason is the same reason this podcast has a following because people are frustrated with leadership and competence um and uh with within that a lack of emotional intelligence and just treating people like people uh instead of you know subordinates or um like treating them like they're children and correcting them as if they're not like doing the same thing you're doing for a living and stuff. So, um, it, it sounds like again and again, I mean, these, th these accounts may be embellished by the MA one to like flex on social media. I don't know. Wasn't there. Um, but the, the way that she relays them, um, the, the encounters that she was having with these sailors were not very, professional and and not done in a way that um were intended to correct a problem it was almost just like she was doing it more for the pleasure of doing it than actually correcting the infraction and again i'm not saying she didn't desire to just correct the infraction it just sounds like it went a little too far and started to become a thing that she it was like her brand or something like and she even came up with like a catchphrase calling herself alpha uh instead of just ma1 right it, it's it, it's a little weird um it's a little it, it smacks a little bit of like egomania and and being you know like power drunk um again judging the social media posts only not the human so um just because i don't know her right i'm not like if i did and i was in the position to evaluate her on a daily basis then yeah i would i would be happy to make an analysis of her leadership ability but i'm not and that's the point i'm trying to make um so like it, it really it like it comes off as this uh is more of a like an abuse of power and less of a uh genuine attempt at like maintaining good order and discipline right and like the reason so let, let's talk about that first like the way in which she approached it so the the interactions that happen that way and, and i've seen like cmcs do this like stop a sailor who's got their hands in their pockets because it's freezing cold and they don't have gloves right and this 
the encounter goes something like uh you know cmc stops them and sets them up to say something that they know they're going to say and then in a condescending tone tells them to buy gloves or you know this is why you get a uniform allowance and shit like that right um and some of these people i've known well personally and was a little like surprised to see that um if i sound weird i'm i think i'm starting to get sick so i apologize um but the uh the encounters are initiated because the person really like is passionate and has a strong desire to i, I don't even know if ma- like maintaining good order and discipline is almost like a tertiary function it's like they the person i'm thinking of the cmc is like really has a strong desire for the navy to just be the like they love the navy and they want it to be the best that it can be and and are incredibly busy and stressed and like high position of power right so like it was more like uh i don't have a ton of time to deal with this but i want to make sure i do it it was almost like didn't want to walk by the problem but also didn't deal with it in an emotionally intelligent way. So what what are the the follow-on consequences of dealing with something this way? Well, <laughs> we can see it unfolding on the internet in a, in more of like a public and uh, melodramatic way via the meme page reaction, but I can tell you and I, and I challenge you to go talk to a junior sailor about this type of an interaction and ask them how it makes them feel when it does happen. It, it pisses them off. Right? It's not you're not treating them with dignity and respect like you should be in a normal human interaction. You're treating them like they're inferior and stupid by barking at them about having their hands in their pockets or not having a cover on or whatever the the perceived or, or actual infraction is, right? And uh, even if you try to do it in, in like a more toned down and chill way, if you're if you don't go further and have an actual adult conversation with these people and kind of like explain what's going on or like I used to turn it into a joke because I don't always have time to to stop and and like have a conversation about why it's important and why they should think it's important too and why um, you know like to try to actually create a scenario where this person understands why uniform regulations are important or why I care about them uh, or why they should care about them or, or whatever. Uh, sometimes you don't have time for that. Like you're just transiting and you got to get somewhere on time. So it's like I would turn it into a joke, especially with sailors. I know well, like I'd catch them with their hands in their pockets. I'd be like, Are you guys trying to hurt my feelings? Like because I was a very I was a big uniform guy. You all know this if you follow the podcast. Like I was, you know, shiny boots when that was a thing, and uh, crisp creases and starch when that was a thing, right? Like I grooming standards and uniform regs were a big deal to me personally, um, because I wanted to model what you know, like squared away uniform and all that looks like for my juniors and um, people judge books by their cover. So that was another reason. Uh, And I didn't feel like I could be in a position to correct other people on their uniform if my uniform wasn't squared away, which is a function of being a leader in the military. Um, But also I, I, it took me a while and I, the people talking to me about it via the podcast platform over the years, helped my opinion evolve on it as well of like 
you're I'm never winning, you know, like I, I in that scenario, I could be super giga master chief walking down the sidewalk and I bark at a sailor to get their hands out of their pockets. And it, yeah, they take their hands out of their pockets until I'm 100 yards away and then they put them right back in. So what got fixed there? Absolutely nothing. But what got damaged there? Everybody's faith in chiefs, maybe like every like that guy's respect for the chiefs mess and chiefs or that gal like their the ability to believe in in the fact that I, I care about them. And you got to think, too, like those interactions are being judged a lot more harshly by the junior than they are by you. So whatever perception you have that um, that sailor might be pissed, it's like 10x that man like that kid is super just like fuck you you know and walks away as soon as they can they, like more out of spite than because they may or may not want to do it again they are going to shove their hands right back in their pockets um so what was gained nothing all you're doing is damaging like faith and trust in the chief's mess or in this case the first class petty officers or just leadership at large in the navy by doing shit like this so it, it's not the move uh, to go around barking at people and go around just chin checking people because you think it's fun or because you think it's what leaders are supposed to do. Um, it It's all it's going to do is spurn those people and, and compromise your ability to get people to trust you and to follow you as a result. Right. Which is the entire point of leadership. So, the the rub here is that while I don't think that because both sides it's one of those it's it's one of those uh scenarios where it's like both sides uh, have fault here right like the way in which it appears that this ma1 approaches these things is not good it's not an emotionally intelligent like way of dealing with people and it's not a productive leadership practice. It's not going to earn you trust or authority or cloud or fucking anything. Um, and I, I've seen some people kind of jumping on that side of the bandwagon, encouraging her to like um, continue holding the line and maintain those standards and all. And it's like you're just throwing gas on the leadership incompetence fire that that like haunts the entire navy it's not just a, a a her problem it's an everyone problem to be fair but like it's you're not helping you're not like yeah be on on her side as a human that's getting lit up on the internet right now but like also have a conversation about how she can do better because she can like I, if you have that much drive and, mo and like motivation to to be a strong leader as a first class petty officer awesome start getting an education in leadership start learning start talking to people be open to criticism and critiques and advice and new information and new ways of doing things because if it's happening on a regular basis like it it presents in those those bragging posts it's like that's not good that's not good you're going to be the toxic leader that everybody's complaining about and that's not i i can't imagine that's what you really want um or, uh, you know, particularly what they want, which is probably more to the point. So there's there's that side of it. Right. Um, on the meme page side of it, uh, I get it, man. Like, I understand um, 
like the I think the expression through these meme pages with the dark humor and the just kind of the ability to say the quiet part out loud or like um, kind of hit back against the things that are so stressful and that you like hate about the military. Like, I think they can be therapeutic and cathartic and good. I think it's a good release for junior sailors or whoever are running the meme pages to do those things. Like, I think it's a productive release most of the time. Uh, I think a really great example of that is the reactor is critical. Um, but some of these meme pages, they don't see the line between that type of a cathartic release and and like bullying, you know, like just being a dick and and hurting people that are on the same team as us. And the defense of somebody like that, when you're the the person in the position that's of getting face punched by people like her or like or people doing things like what's described, it's like I I would want to go in on them, too. Like, I've been there. My very first LPO, I wanted to smother with a pillow like I'm, I get it. But over time, having been in all those leadership positions along the way and and getting to know all these other leaders and studying leadership and doing all the stuff that as long as I have been, you get a lot more perspective, not through just through my own anecdotal experience, but through like observing and evaluating and uh, studying. And it's just like the attacking her especially on the internet and especially with the platform that they have to do so in her own community it's like call her out for those things sure but like the the attacking it, 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 there's like a malice involved that i i'm not a fan of like I, I don't mind accountability trust me like there's been plenty of like cases where there's some some creeper that is like, God, I read some story the other day about some seco that like was trafficking in humans or something. And it's just like, yeah, okay. You know, like gloves are off then I guess it's not what I do, but like, I, I'm not going to like begrudge the internet. It's licks, I guess. But in this case, I don't, I don't feel like we're there. I don't feel like you're even close to being there where you could argue it's justified. It's like, this is a, a, junior leader that is still evolving and learning and clearly wants to do the right thing i think like based on like you having the passion to do those things but i think it's gone a few steps too far in that the position that you're in because there's some some comments in those posts that i read which i don't know if it was all of them but the ones that i read it's like that there's some comments in there that made it seem like this person believes that the position they're in makes them more important and makes them just right by default. And I'm not saying that the things that she was trying to enforce weren't like factually accurate. Like, yeah, you have to have a cover on when you're outdoors, right? Like uh, you can't have your hands in your pockets when you're in uniform. Okay. Like, yeah, you're not wrong that that's in the uniform regs, but you are wrong in the way that you're deciding to uh, enforce those standards be and wrong in in a subjective way even though i would argue that it's pretty goddamn close to objective it's like you're wrong in that if you want these people to respect you and to follow you this ain't the move like do will they fear you sure they're gonna take their hands out of their pockets when you, they see you coming right but not because they respect you 
but just because they don't want to deal with your bullshit. They don't want to deal with getting barked at. But as soon as you walk away, they're going to go back to right, like go right back to what they were doing wrong. And it's like, well, what's the point of us being leaders if you're not going to take the time to develop them to a point where they don't do those things? Like, I want them to do it the right way. So I got to figure out how to get them to do that. That's my job as a leader. And you're not accomplishing that. You're just like playing Dutch boy. You're like walking around like fixing the problem you can see but when you turn your head the problem comes right back but because you can't see it it's not there no it's still fucking there you, you gotta find a way to actually fix it um but yeah on the meme page side of things i don't, I don't think the <laughs> i don't think the attacks are quite justified um but i understand the com- the compulsion to to do it i understand why they're going in on her Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a bit much and I don't think we're at a place where it it, like, it's even close to justified, but I also don't, I don't think it's very productive. Um, I think it would be better to point out the reasons why it pisses you off. Um, and and I, I, they probably feel like they're doing that. I just mean like explain it, like, like explain why you're so pissed off, explain why anybody that approaches you that way to correct you that way why that makes you feel the way that it does in that moment. Um, I think holding a mirror up in front of some of these leaders instead of, you know, shooting a cannon at them is is going to be more productive. And I think the only way that we get to a place where these things aren't happening and these leaders are are um, functioning in in a way that that benefits both. Right. Because like if instead of leading in the in the moment, which is, I, you know, it's not really leading, but they think it is instead of just like leading in the moment, they're leading like strategically. They're leading like they have like a forward thinking mentality of like, how is this going to f- have second, third order effects? How is it going to going to develop you over the long run? How am I going to develop you to be my relief as a leader? Right. I should be modeling leadership behavior that is emotionally intelligent, that is uh, focused on creating capability and understanding in you instead of tearing you down and pissing you off and sending you out the door of the military. That's already just horrifically undermanned uh, and, you know, via horrific uh, recruiting and horrific retention. I don't know, I'm going to send you out the door bitter and angry to go tell all these prospective recruits in that hellscape that is manning and retention to not join the Navy because people like that exist. And that's how you'll get treated. And that's what you see happening. Go on fucking go on Reddit and go through some of those threads of sailors talking about wanting to join the Navy and then read the 200 plus comments of all these horrific stories trying to convince the people not to do it like they're they're there so it's like i i don't understand why somebody would think this is the move um on on both sides of it right again it's not just ma1 it's the meme page too it's like if you if you want like if you just want to troll people on the internet like if you just want to be uh um, a toxic meme page instead of something that points out you know, like hypocrisy. And again, there's a line. I'm sure they believe they're doing good in the world to an extent, like they're pushing back against what they hate anyway, or what pisses them off. But it's like, 
you can you can push back and you can tear that thing down or you can try to like fix it which to me is the move it's like improve this for all the baby ma's in the in the pipeline improve it by holding a mirror up instead of a cannon you know like i don't know um it, it's frustrating to watch and it's frustrating not only to watch the exchange between the two but then to watch the polarization on each end of all the people jumping on the bandwagon on each side of it it's like i really love if somebody was doing something like the meme page does but in like a more productive way and in a way aimed more at like um correcting the problem long term instead of just pointing it out and laughing which i get it man it's fun it's cathartic for the person doing the laughing but it's not fixing the problem that caused that whole situation to begin with and it's definitely not fixing that leader if anything just like her approaching uh somebody in a in a aggressive way and and being rude and unprofessional in that correction just like that pisses you off all this shit is just pissing her off and it's creating an adversarial relationship between juniors and seniors and it's like the same thing is a large part of the explanation about why there's such a, a huge divide between the Chiefs mess and E6 and below. A lack of trust. Because shit like this happens all the time. I used to do it. <laughs> to, be f to be transparent and fair. I used to do that. I used to call people out all the time for taking, like, take your hands out of your pockets. Where's your cover? All that same shit she's doing. I used to do it because I thought I was supposed to. And there's another, there's another component of it that I, I haven't brought up in this podcast yet uh, in relation to this scenario, but I bring it up all the time is the leadership and competence that she's demonstrating through this behavior is largely not her fault stay with me meme page people if the organization doesn't teach her and develop her as a leader how in the fuck is she supposed to have the tools to do it any other way she's just it's the national it's the nature channel it's the national geographic channel she's just mimicking her environment she's she's doing what she sees through her leadership examples she's repeating the behavior that was done to her by the leader she came up with she's just doing she's just perpetuating it She's doing what she th thinks the organization expects of her and what she thinks good leadership looks like, most likely. And it's completely reasonable for her to think that given the way that the organization creates leaders, um, the way the organization evaluates and rewards these leaders for that behavior, actively reinforcing it. The system's broken. She's just a, a cog in the machine, man. So a big part of her behavior can be explained in that way. It's like, I, I think it's extremely likely, definitely more likely than not, that she's a good person that wants to do the right thing. She just thinks this is what right looks like. And as counterintuitive as it seems to people that are in those junior positions, it's really logical it makes a lot of sense it makes more and more sense the more psychology that i study it makes more and more sense even though it's counterintuitive to a person that's never been thrust into those in, in that position with 
no preparation really right because i i was the the ms3 right back in the day because i'm that old i was the ms3 cs2 right on my first submarine that thought all of the chiefs were idiots that i could do it so much better why are they so incompetent why are you treating me this way you're just a fucking asshole you know what i mean like i was i i felt the exact same way that these people feel when they have those types of interactions but then i got put in a leadership position right and and then i i was an lpo and then i was a chief and then i'm like oh fuck like it took me I mean, I've told the LPO story where I realized that me barking at them wasn't productive and they weren't even listening to me. They were just zoning out because I was yelling again. And then when I got into khakis, it was like it was another rude awakening where I had to figure a lot of other stuff out. Thank God I did. And I, I mean, I was I was far from perfect, but I became pretty competent. Um, but it took a while and you don't realize how you're going to behave in that position until you're in it. Right. It's not it's a really interesting and, and kind of there's a bit of like a, a shock to your system when you get put in those positions without the tools or education or preparation to be a leader of people. <laughs> and then uh, you regress back to your lowest form of training, which is what it's you just start doing what you've seen other people do because you have no idea what to do with your hands. And it's again, it's like I'm not saying your personality gets hard reset or all of a sudden your all your context and life experience goes away. It's like I cared about those people like I wanted to do right by them. I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to take care of them. I just thought that's what it looked like. And I was also freaking out because I was worried about pleasing my overlords. Right. Um, until I realized that that wasn't my job anymore. <laughs> In, in a way, I mean, yeah, I got to complete the mission and stuff, but um, it was more about taking care of my people than it was about taking care of my leaders. Like, yeah, they count. But once I was in a leadership position, it's like all, all I care to care about is taking care of my people um, and accomplishing the mission. So. Yeah, I. I'm frustrated by the exchange only because I don't see this dialogue happening. Um, and I see people kind of like picking sides. Uh, and I thought it would be an interesting case study to talk through why both sides kind of need to re reflect on what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, I feel for MA1 because... I, I can't imagine it's fun when the internet comes for you. Um, I'm sure my turn is is <laughs> is pending. I'm sure I'm on deck, but I like I've been doing this long enough that um, I'm not too you know I don't care and I'm not worried about it. Um, but she, you know she's a human being, and I've talked to plenty of people who have been in the position to have the internet come for them, which is is just people bullying them, and it's it's gnarly. And it can get sketchy. Um, and I would uh, I would encourage them to kind of like back off of the the direct assault and have more of a dialogue about uh, about why that behavior is so infuriating, infuriating and kind of like what to do about it. Like because it it's a really valuable perspective that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, I'm going to 
probably do a podcast about this topic called uh, I think it's called muted group theory or something. Paul Kingsbury sent me an article. I still have to finish digesting, but he was basically pointing it out. It's like a a cultural analysis of how certain demographics get uh, get their their position or, or feelings about things or just voice generally gets muted by a as a result of like their, you know, socioeconomic status or or whatever the reason is depending on what we're talking about um but he was saying like this would apply to junior sailors and that somebody like me kind of gives them a voice um and i hope that's true like i don't i don't know that it to be true but i'm happy to have the conversation so um yeah i mean if the meme lords at the ma meme page are listening or the uh or ma1 is listening happy to talk to either both at the same time uh i just feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had you need to be willing to talk through these things in a way that um show kind of shows both sides what's going on and not just like pointing fingers and placing blame um because that's not that doesn't fix anything um and I think that the meme page side of it doesn't back to the muted group theory thing. I don't think their feelings on it almost ever get expressed in a way that leaders can digest because they're not allowed to have a voice most of the time. Right. Um, just because of the way the hierarchy is constructed and, you know, I can just smash them down in the and just like <laughs> dress it up as good order and discipline and they don't get to talk and I mean even I used to marvel at like on my first submarine uh, and this is when I fell in this category every time something went wrong to include and I know this happens elsewhere and I know the meme sites <laughs> like get on this but it's like the group punishment of like every single time something would happen and i mean i was on my first deployment and there was a liberty incident that involved like chiefs and officers and so they mustered the e4 and below and like talked at them about behaving on liberty and i'm like we fucking did behave on liberty like what are you talking about like you're the idiots that got in 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 trouble like got had issues um and so like it it's that kind of a dynamic a lot of the time where it's like the juniors never get a chance to explain their side of it and even if they did i don't know that they would trust it kind of like a deox survey i don't know that they would trust that you you gave a shit um and were really there to listen like you'd the the leadership side of it really have to sell that like you'd really have to authentically communicate like no really we want to hear how you feel about this and we want you to be brutally honest and we want to have a dialogue about it like i want to be able to ask you questions about like how why what can i do better what like you know get their take on it right um because i don't even think lead like i'm not saying like leadership is blissfully unaware of the fact that this stuff pisses you off i think that they're just it doesn't factor into the calculus because it happened to them. So, of course, it's going to happen to you. That's just the experience of a junior sailor. You know, promote and then you won't have to deal with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which is fucking brain dead. But I also kind of painfully logical in a way because, again, because the organization doesn't 
create an environment where these conversations can happen, doesn't give them the opportunity to provide the feedback in a meaningful way or a way that they trust to be meaningful. And then uh, kind of doesn't educate the leaders themselves to go seek it out either, really. Not not in a meaningful way. Like they, sure, it comes up, but it, it's not pushed as something that's important. And then probably like the biggest problem that would, it, I mean, it would, hopefully contribute to the solution on both sides it's just teaching emotional intelligence just starting it very early on and building that into people as they progress through their military careers so that ideally shit like this wouldn't happen or you'd at least have a choice like there wouldn't be an excuse for an ma1 to do those things if they were educated throughout their entire career in an emotionally intelligent way on leadership it just that then she would know better and she'd be doing it anyway i'm arguing that even though it presents in a way that she's being malicious in, in her in her um, correction of these people. I don't think that's real. I really and I know it sounds fucking crazy. I know it sounds like somebody would have to be an idiot to think that this is productive leadership. I I I get it. I felt the same way when I was in your shoes. And then as a first class LPO, I did exactly what she's doing. And it took me a while to recognize that I was doing that one and two, that it wasn't working. And then I, I went into a bit of self-loathing cause I couldn't believe I had become that and <laughs> that thing that I had hated so much. And then I, I went about fixing it. Um, yeah, I, I, I know it's counterintuitive, but, um, I would, I don't know. I'd encourage one, the dialogue, but two, just the benefit of the doubt in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll start wrapping it up here because I think like I think I've explained it in, a, in the way that it makes the most sense to me. I think it's accurate and I think most people will think I'm full of shit. <laughs> and, and again, like I get it. I get it. Like the the junior people. Uh, that are in the position that are, that are, well, that are most likely running the meme page. And when I say junior, I mean like E6 and below um, that are running the meme page. And, and it could include khakis that just don't, you know, don't believe in that and, th and think that that's a fucked up way of leading, but stop short of uh, correcting in a productive way or trying to teach or, or have a dialogue and they just are jumping on that side and going in. Um, I understand that too. I just don't think it's the right way to go about trying to fix the problem. Uh, if that, if that's what you're interested in doing, if you just want to watch the world burn, then, you know, keep doing what you're doing, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just don't think that's the move. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, <sighs> It hurts me a little bit to see shit like this, but at the same time, it's like I, I I think it's just a really great case study and a really glaring example of like how far we have to go. I mean, leadership development and education like at some point has got to become like the tippy top of the priority list. Um It'll never stop confusing me and simultaneously just blowing my mind that it's possible for an organization with the resources and, and smart people that we have to continually overlook this 
as being one of the most important things that a military service needs to be focused on. Like, I just, I don't, I'll never understand. Um, but yeah, uh, again, if anybody from the meme Lord side of it or MA one, if you want to reach out, we can talk offline. We can talk on a podcast, whatever. Um, happy to discuss it, but, um, also I hope you, <laughs> you all at least move on and just leave each other alone. If not like work it out and, and figure it out. But anyway, um, I'm going to call it there. Uh, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't give up shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up shit podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit or discord at Degas podcast. If you want to support us, there's a donate button in the upper right hand corner of the website, or you can go to don't go up the ship apparel. It's Degas apparel.com. Get yourself some native pride of heritage gear. You'll actually wear in public. Uh, and then you can go to patreon.com slash do you guys podcast, pick one of the five tiers, become a patron today. All of those things help, helps us pay the bills and expand the platform. And we really appreciate it. Uh, if you can't afford to spend any money, totally understand times are tough. Uh, you can just like, share, subscribe, review us on all the platforms for all the things, subscribe to us on YouTube, share the videos, uh, share the podcast, tag your friends on social media posts, follow us on social media. Uh, all the things. We're on TikTok now, too. Uh, it's at dguts.podcast. I had to do that. I'm trying to reclaim the at dguts podcast, but it's a long, boring story that you don't care about. Uh, and with that, that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and don't give up the ship. <laughs>